In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And welcome to the Sex in a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that gives you real life dog training results. And today I am joined by the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Sam Askew. She is literally an inspiration to dog trainers and pro dog trainers and anyone who loves dogs actually all over the world. Welcome, welcome, Sam. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm really good. Really, really good. Thank you. How are you? Well, it's been a very busy day and at the same time, you know what, this time of night, you should be almost starting to wind down and think like you're tired. I'm not. I'm buzzed up because I'm doing this and it's what I love. So I'm excited to chat to you. And I think everyone's going to be really excited um, to hear from you, really, um, exactly what this is about and what you're about. So I'm going to give you a little um, chance to do a bit of an intro, um, Sam. What got you into the world of dog training? And how did you start out with Absolute Dogs? What 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 was your sort of way in? Um, I started probably like a lot of people um, in Absolute Dogs for my own dogs. Uh, so I was going through some struggles. Um, I didn't really know where to turn. My relationship with my dog was breaking down. Um, and I was just searching and searching for training that sat right with me. Um, I'd gone through a few trainers that I really wasn't very happy with. And I didn't really like the, the methods. I felt like I wasn't being very nice to my dog. Um, and so I just kept searching and I came across Absolute Dogs online. And there was the, you were giving away DVDs um, if you just sent the postage in. And I watched it and I was like, and so then from then, I remember actually sending a really tearful email um asking for help and saying I really want to get into training academy please let me and not knowing um how to do that because the doors were shut and then the doors magically opened uh, and I joined and I've never looked back and now I work at Devon Dogs um and I'm living my dream and I'm training people how to do exactly what absolute dogs helped me do I love it I love that I literally love it and I'll be honest, Sam, um, from the minute I met you, your passion, your enthusiasm, your zest, your love for life, like literally your passion for dog training is pretty big, right? Like um, maybe tell everyone what you've been up to for the last few months, because you've been onto various different workshops. You've been to various different training sessions. Like how have you sort of because you've, you've done you've done you're not only training other people, but you're actually topping up your own learning all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm really lucky actually. So um I train our one-to-ones for our staying in trains, uh stay and trains at Devon Dogs. All right. And as a precursor to that, I also get to shadow other trainers if I need to, so I can grow my learning in that way. Um, I get to attend, sometimes I get to attend the film days that we do there um for absolute dogs. So the filming that we do for absolute dogs, I get to attend and watch and learn. 
Um, I get to shadow and I'm learning um, agility. I'm learning to um, teach in different environments and different places. Um, it's, it's a pretty special place to be, really, really special place to be. And the optimism is immense. Um, so for me, coming to a place like that every day to work uh, and learning and having the opportunity to learn in so many different um, disciplines, I guess, so many different areas. So one-to-ones, classes, agility, film days. Uh, it's it's really cool. Really, really cool. I love, and this is one of my favorite things, like, uh, Tom and I were filming only the other day and we had a cool group and we were filming tricks. And mm. I love you're like peeking over and you're always like, even if it's on your lunch break, you still want to be involved and you've got such a lovely etiquette and professionalism about it. But actually you can be involved at any point and you could be right in the crowd. And at the same time, you're always very polite and professional and you always sort of sit to where you feel you should be. But for us, um, you're very, very welcome. And you're very, very welcome to be right in the middle of the group. Like we literally uh, love how professional you are and we love um, what you do. So I suppose what does a typical day look like for you as a super cool pro dog trainer now? Because yeah, you are absolute HQ. You're, you're at the home of Devon dogs and you're at Bowerland. Um, what does your day look like? Because I, I do, when you drive into um, the centre and you drive into um, your effectively work, which is crazy to consider it as work really, but you drive into your work, I can see that you're buzzing. I can see that your energy is up. I can see that when you get on your calls or when you're doing your Zooms or whether you're doing your in-person sessions, you're buzzing, you're bouncing. Like even on your calls, Matt's funny. We are looking out of a window recently and he's like, literally, Sam's energy is insane. He's like, video that. That is what trainers and pro dog trainers and training academy students all over the world need to see. You're like dancing through the car park. <laughs> you got the energy. You're literally loving life. So, yeah, tell us what your typical day looks like. I know there's not a typical, but go on. Tell us roughly what a typical day is. Uh, so my my main day consists of one to one training. So um, when people come for a stay in train, they get to stay in our cottages. So they come down for a holiday in Devon and then um, they have a training package attached to that. So they get to do both. Nice holiday and they get to train their dog. And for some people with naughty but nice dogs, then being able to come and do that and takes all the pressure off them staying in a cottage where maybe other people might not understand if they've got a naughty but nice dog. And the training that I do with them is is helping them overcome any struggles that they've got. Um, And the lovely part about it is that no day is the same. And I absolutely love that. It's fantastic. So where I might be training would be, you know, I might go to their cottage and help them with like guests, um, guest visiting. I might go off site and we can work with the sheep and the ponies and the moo cows. Um, We might work on our main site. So there'll be other dogs. Sometimes we have film days, which is like always insane. Um, so no day's really the same. And then where I also do um, follow-up calls and pre-arrival calls. That's when you see me pacing in the car park because I'm not really one that sits still very well. <laughs> so I tend to just like to keep moving and it just keeps me like in a really nice space um, rather than sort of sitting down. And I think I just annoy people in the office. <laughs> so it's better for me to get outside. Um, but it's it's a it's a lovely, lovely place to come and learn and come and stay. And for me, it's just an amazing place to work. You know, I really I couldn't ask for more. I love I love watching your days because, again, yeah, as a pro dog trainer, the variety between sometimes you'll be working up near the stables. Sometimes, like you said, you might be in a cottage. Other times you might be in the field. Other times you might be in the entrance of the barn. Sometimes you might be saying to me, Lauren, turn your music down. <laughs> Be, um, you might be uh, working on distractions. I know you've been in town, you've been on the moors, you've been in the car oh. park, 
been at Simmons Park. Like you really do get to live your best life, right? Like you get to dictate your day and decide where you're going. And I think this is where I try and say to pro dog trainers, you can do whatever you want to do. And you, you, Sam, get to dictate your day, right? Yeah, absolutely. I remember um, when we had those way back when, when we had those really nice summery days. Um, I remember <laughs> I remember sitting, uh, I got my deck chair out of my car, which I always carry around in case a student needs it. And I sat out just looking at the beautiful view at Bowerland, um, doing calls. Uh, and just it was just such a, it was just such a nice day. And I looked at that and thought, like, like, well, look where I am, you know, look where I am. And there was an inkling of me that thought, am I allowed to do this? <laughs> but actually, I've, I've come to realise at Bowerland that you guys are really cool at just kind of letting us roll with it. Um, you know, and there's no there's no kind of wrong way, you know, there might be an adjustment, but there's no wrong way. And it's, I think even teaching, I found that. So you let me really find my own groove um, and being able to learn different ways and, and experiment with my own te- technique and stuff like that. has been really, really cool. Um, and, and let's just chat about very quickly um, because some people may know and some people um, may not. Uh, yeah. What background have you come from? Because it's probably <laughs> different. Uh, and for me, letting you roll and literally letting you find your groove. And I watched um, Michelle, one of our other trainers, um, and and obviously people that are listening, Sexy and the Squirrel, and and everybody that's that's coming here, academy students and, and dog owners all over the world. The thing is, um, our trainers are pro dog trainers, so they they've come through the Absolute Dogs program, and, and they are pro dog trainers. I'm watching Michelle teach a, a Zoom console call or class the other day, and she's rolling around the astroturf. She's literally <laughs> she's literally rolled out on the astroturf, having a lovely time. Like I'm not making the rules. If she wants to sprawl out on the astroturf and she's happy. I'm happy. Like that for me makes me happy to know that um, you guys have got your groove and that's when you'll do your best job. But for me, where did this all come from? Like, because it's very different to your background. Yeah, just, just a little bit, just a touch, just a touch different. Um, I was a weapons technician, so an, an, an aeronautical engineer, uh, engineering technician in the Royal Air Force um, for eight years. Uh, and I, I, I didn't really, I joined because I didn't really know what to do with myself. And that gave me some structure and, and, a, and a kind of like a direction and something to do that made me like boost my confidence. I got to travel. I got to do some amazing sports and some amazing things within that job. And it was a fantastic area. I would have been going to Hawaii this year. <laughs> I stayed with them. Um, but it's, it, it was the Devon dogs job coming up. Do you know, there was, there was a moment. Um, I don't think I've told you this actually. There was a moment when it first came up on Facebook, you advertised it and you advertised in August. Um, and at the time, my wife and I, we weren't in a position to be able to move and, and have a deposit for our house. And I <laughs> I cried in the bath <laughs> because I was like, I really, really desperately wanted to apply for the job. And we just weren't in a position financially to do it. Um, and so when it came around in, I think, uh, September, so it was only like a month later, we were very lucky to have come into some money and be able to... Um, to put a deposit down for a house and I've got a very supportive wife um basically she was like go for it because life's too short you know and I had no idea what it was going to be like I didn't think I was going to get it but I was like you know what I'm going to put my hat in the ring I'm doing it you are outstanding your energy your presence your passion your pro dog trainer like love your um absolute dogs learning and and what you do and then the you were just like Devon Dog Roll is my job. You like literally yeah. that is my job. Like that is my calling. I'm meant to be here. 
I'm supposed to be doing another job, but I'm going to work my way out of this job. And I was like, I don't know how you're going to do it, Sam, but you know what? I'm going to support you. I'm going to support you. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to work it, but you work it and I will support you. Yeah, it was it was a it was a touch and go at one point because I actually didn't know if they were going to release me. Um, so they they very much could have said to me, no, you can't, you just can't do it. You've got to stay in a year on contract. Um, and so it was kind of like, I'm just gonna have to keep pushing. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I need to go and do this job. Um, and I I'm very lucky to have come down. It was all a bit of a whirlwind. Um, but now I'm here and I live in Devon. I well, actually I technically live in Cornwall. Where but... are you from? Uh, Scotland. <laughs> That's where I was based at the time. Um, beautiful area. Really miss it. Um, it's like a like a larger version of Cornwall and Devon. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty special to be down here and have the opportunity to to learn and to train people and help them through their struggles. You know, um, it's there's something really special. We, when we get like people that come back, there's something really special where they come back and they're like, oh my god, I've made some, I've had so many wins, and oh, these struggles have completely transformed. Um, and we get them come time and time again, you know, even though even just, some people just come for fun now, you know. I'm thinking of wonderful Charlotte, for example. So Charlotte, I don't know, she won't mind us using her as a case study. You might have seen Charlotte three, four times. I mean, we definitely at the centre have seen her a number of times. Maybe just give a couple of examples of some of her struggles and what she's overcome, because I think it really inspires other dog owners here at Absolute Dogs um, to hear about um pro dog trainers and academy students and sex and squirrel students really being able to overcome things that have been difficult what what sort of things has charlotte struggled with with her beautiful dalmatian um oh gosh um just this like over exuberance and excitement and arousal and um like lunging barking like so just generally being lack of disengagement you know and just just basically struggling with life really massively overwhelmed he massively could be overwhelmed connected, couldn't he he definitely had that reaction yeah. people and dogs actually and mm-hmm. um, largely because he then quickly associated people with dogs i think so yes. initially it started on dogs and then it grew to dogs and people and then it's people on its own uh, or on their mm-hmm. own so yeah he definitely and he's a handful because he's a big dalmatian mm-hmm. so he is Charlotte, really um, lovely, lovely student, but actually a dog like that could be quite big. Now, Charlotte has been a game changer in terms of how she's handled it all, but she's also been, and we've seen her multiple times. What sort of things would you work on with her and and how would you find yourself as a pro dog trainer overcoming her struggles? I think the the really nice thing about her is that if she's um, doing pro dog, and so I can really push the learning with her because she's come to see us quite a few times and yet, Every time she comes, she learns something new, you know, because we're always progressing our learning and absolute dogs is always progressing, learning and, and learning new things about like where the new science is going and that kind of thing uh, and experimenting with the training to see where we can take it. And I, my most recent lesson with her, we went up onto um, Pruley Moor, which is like a, just like a really open space moor quite near us. Um, often there's a lot of livestock there. Um, and we really wanted to play around with pushing him with disengagement um and seeing if he could cope in that quite complex environment and anyone um, do not think for a minute we get up there and we test our dogs on livestock we do not no. we get up there we work with our dogs we make sure their focus engagement and, and activity is completely right and then we might put them under a little situation of let's see what we've got but don't think for a minute we get up there we let them off the lead and we rock and roll off we go we literally this is very very structured stooge work or very very structured training so just in case anyone was panicking yeah <laughs> I agree I, I know and I know Charlotte that's been like some of her biggest wins that she's had where you've been off site and she's 
support to be able to do that and she feels more comfortable with the fact that you're both pro dog trainers together and you're Mm -hmm. working through and you're teasing it out and you're potentially pushing her a little bit more Mm -hmm. yeah I think um how helping her go out of our comfort zone a little bit because I think sometimes we're too close Mm -hmm. to our own dogs and so just helping her sort of see some maybe different ways um, and almost being a soundboard with her to help her see some maybe different techniques that she might use that she's never used before. Um, and we just wanted to see whether he could actually just focus on her, you know, in, in that, like you said, in that quite controlled environment with a little bit of a backup of somebody that can look on the outside in when she's maybe a bit too focused on it. Um, so that was really cool. We also played around with novelty with her. So um, we were putting every time the dog got out, we were putting weird things out into the environment. So just like teddies, uh, bring it like put the chair out. And just seeing how he reacted with change. So it was really lovely for her to go away and have these like new things that she could try just to kind of help him relax about the world a little bit, really. Um, and just them to be this really great team together, which was nice. Nice to see her. She's she's lovely with him as well. Really, really um, engaged together. They've become like a fantastic team together, you know. Partnership. I mean, really, what partnership? Like they have grown immensely, haven't they, as a partnership? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the thing I love most about her is that she is is the fact that she keeps going back to learn more. You know, she keeps she, she wants to progress and progress and progress and see where she can take her training next. She loves it. She loves yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about this because I've been out to Germany multiple multiple times. I'm going up to a couple of places in the UK for some agility input. And I do think sometimes that passion just keeps us alive. Like it keeps us getting out of bed early. I, I got back on, what day did I get back? Sunday night. And I'd had a really cool weekend. I'd, I'd won at a big championship and, and Blink had done really well. And that really charged my Monday. Like quite a few people were like, what are you on today? And I'm like, it's a cool weekend, like competing with dogs and really great energy. And, and, and it's that whether it's that um, someone giving you input or someone coaching you or someone teaching you, or whether it's having a really great lesson or whether it's having a really great competition or whatever it is, that is what charges us, isn't it? And and that energy is is really transferable, I think. Yeah, and I think one of the things um, that I love, not only being here as a trainer, but actually what I see and I hear from people when they come and stay with us um, is just the energy here, you know? So some people genuinely come here because they get like a boost from it and they get this optimism boost and they go away feeling like inspired and almost like geared up and ready to to continue forward when maybe they'd felt a bit of a dip, you know? I know this may sound a bit woo-woo, but you know what? You guys all know me. I can be a little bit. I mean, literally, you know, I have got many crystals up there. Like if you look carefully. I like it. it. I'm a little bit like that, but uh, I remember having, um, I, I got someone to check this house out. I know that sounds crazy, but I did. I just wanted them to check the energies and certain things they check in houses. And it's, <laughs> it's a bit out there. Um, but they said that this place has a really magic energy. And I truly believe it. I believe this place has a really wicked energy, like a really cool energy. And it, and I do believe that the people here make it too, right? Like we make it too. as, as mm-hmm. And so I suppose... Coming back to you, Sam, what would yeah. you say is one of your superpowers as a game changer, as a game changer trainer and pro dog trainer? So, what are some of your sort of superpowers? Like when you're when you're doing your thing, what are some of your superpowers? Um, I think, I think I've, I've can I choose two? Oh, you can choose two, and I'll choose a third. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so I think my first one would be, um, I think, emotional intelligence when it comes to people. Um, so I quite, I'm, I can be quite good at reading when they're feeling down about something maybe that I need to hone in on or um, when they're maybe under a bit of a stress and I need to relieve the pressure of them and um, how to direct them and how to get connected to them, I think, you know. Um, I find that I do that quite well, I think. Um, yeah, really good. Thank you. And then I think the other one is just uh, that my I'm just a bouncy bouncy bean <laughs> you know uh, and I can see people's energy change just from my energy which is always really nice um it's it's nice to let it out because I have to be really cool around my dogs because <laughs> otherwise my energy affects them but um yeah it's it's really nice to it's me just being myself but it's quite nice to be able to I know that sounds really weird um but I think that that my energy kind of affects other people's energy and makes them feel good about what they're doing so I mean that's my that's my tip I literally would completely agree. And mine would sort of second that on the energy for sure. Um, I think that I would have definitely said energy. And then the third one for me would be fun. You're really fun. Um, so Eliza, those of you that, that know I have a, or we have man, I have a 10-year-old daughter. Eliza literally sees you in beans. She's like... Yeah. Oh, bless her. She's the fun one. Like, you're like the fun, like you're, you're where the party's at. And so you're really good at keeping things fun. And I think when you keep things fun, then the learning is just so much better because anything you learn with a bit of a smile, then it's it's going to last a bit longer. So for me, um, you're very, very fun. And I think that's that's really important. Thank you. I think um, life's serious enough already, right? Who needs to add more, more to it? Uh, yeah, my wife's always calling me a child, so <laughs> it works. Definitely super fun. So if you think about um, sort of uh, people that are here and training, and, and obviously you're training them as a pro dog trainer, um what I suppose are your typical struggles that you might encounter with with your um your students on a day-to-day basis because you're obviously working in person it's very different working in person seeing people like what are the things that you might see that you're like mm, we need to tackle that and sometimes I know they don't always see them either so so what sort of things um, do you see uh, uh it's it's numerous uh you know and it can really vary um so I've seen uh, resource guarding you know um repetitive behaviors you know I've had a, a dog that's like just chasing shadows and really like stuck on that I've had a dog that chases airplanes in the sky um we had a dog recently that barks at the sun every time it comes out um we've had dogs that we want to help walk on lead nicer so that people just want a nice walk off leash freedom um multi-dog households and how that dynamic changes things. We've had families with like babies and children. So we've worked on that dynamic and how can we help the dog be successful with the family. Um, Guest struggles. So having guests around, um, going nuts at the door when people come around and knock, that kind of thing, postman. Um, Car struggles. I've had dogs that growl at people when they try and put them in the car. Not liking their harness, not liking the head collars, um, not liking any equipment. Uh, complete overwhelm in an environment to the point where the dog's like just well in themselves we have to bring them out of themselves and complete overwhelm in the sense that they get so hyped up by everything that they're mouthing and, and pulling at the lead and pulling at jumpers and um, we're quite careful about how we try and manage naughty but nice dogs and any dog really I think in terms of giving them little breaks and making sure that we kind of um 
keep them at like a nice level so that they are getting the most success out of their training sessions so even certain though some of our training sessions are I mean I had one the other day that was five hours you know it was a five-hour training session and we mixed it between um, theory uh, we did some off-site work um, we did some cottage work and we had lots of little breaks the dog had lots of little breaks in the car so it really varies I guess in my answer like anything literally anything it could be absolutely anything um and it doesn't matter if it's seemingly massive so someone might see something as really huge and then someone might see it as I think every person's struggle is their own struggle you know so one person's struggle might seem bigger than another person's struggle but I think for every single person their struggle is their struggle you know and so whatever it is that they're dealing with and they need help with that's what we're here for um we sometimes get people just having for fun which is really nice and so they're literally just coming here for the for the boost and the optimism, um, but they want to tweak what they've already worked on, you know, so they've come a really long way and they've got a dog that used to be really reactive and is no longer really reactive. But now they're like, OK, but now I want this. Now I want to try and fix this part. Not fix. That's the wrong word. Now I want to try and help my dog improve here and have a better life in this area um, because this area is really cool now. So quite a lot, quite a lot of different ones. I think that variety in itself is insane. Like it is insane that you can go from let's have a fun, lovely dog training session. I'm thinking of one of our super students. He's called Barry. He wants mm-hmm. a super cool, fun session. That's what he mm-hmm. wants. Yeah. Whereas you might flip that and you might actually have someone that's at the end of the tether and mm-hmm. who is effectively ready to give up either on themselves or their dog. They're not actually sure. And we've seen both extremes, right? Barry, who just yeah. Um, because he is living his best life and mm-hmm. someone who actually isn't living their best life is pretty down at the moment like we really have seen both and we've seen both extremes yeah for sure and and not to say that I haven't had a few tears either from people as well you know I think when sometimes when people come to us we're really the last resort and they no longer know what to do um and uh, people don't get a dog because they don't love dogs you know they like they get them because they love them and they want them to be a part of their family um and then things don't go quite how they thought maybe it would go and it's difficult to adjust to that and then not knowing how to help the dog through that um and to make life a little bit better for everybody involved it can become disheartening and hard um and it can it can really bring you down emotionally you know like I mean talking on like a mental health level I feel um we're we're here to try and help people through that you know And, and that's what we love doing so it's not just a case of you know this isn't a job this is really not. This is this is like a for us is a way of life. You know, we want to do this. We want to help people. Um, and I've had a, I've definitely had a few that have sort of come to me. And this is that, you know, when I was saying about like the emotional intelligence, you can just feel it like vibrating off them. You know, you can feel that tension and that worry and that those nerves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that leads really nicely to just to my next question, which was, can any dog come? And actually, some people might be unsure about coming because their dog has actually been labelled as difficult, dangerous, untrainable, stupid, nasty, aggressive, and so many other things. Are people welcome? Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely no struggle. And and no, there's no there's no such thing as no hope. Um, not here. This is it's not how we roll. Every dog has got hope, uh, and we'd never ever give up on a dog. Not ever. You know, if this, the owner wants to work with us, then we will absolutely work with them. That That is absolutely one of the, if you ever look at the manifesto, Absolute Dogs Manifesto, it is no dog uh, and relationship is ever lost. Right. Like, yeah. And I love how definite you are about that. And that's 
when I started Naughty But Nice, this was actually way before Absolute Dogs. This was um, Naughty But Nice was a program that we ran as a training center because I was so upset that Poppy and I felt Poppy was my aggressive, naughty but nice, reactive, difficult, whatever you want to name it, dog. And I just felt so unwelcome. I felt so not welcome in so many places. And I felt like I'd really let her down. And I felt like I'd made a really bad job of training her. And I felt like it was my fault. And Mm -hmm. I felt I limited her to having a really terrible life on lead and couldn't have dog freedoms and couldn't have dog mates and couldn't enjoy what other dogs would enjoy. And I felt... On top of that, if I ever went to a friend's house or if I ever went anywhere, I was embarrassed by her behavior because she would every now and again just decide to like squish the dog. Um, and in a in her way was like, I shall sit on you um, and then make a horrible noise. And so she was she was a dog I was in love with and really hated at the same time. And and I felt so like I had to walk at midnight and like I had to go to places I wouldn't see anyone, and like I had to avoid people and dogs because she very quickly started barking everything and not just dogs um and I just felt embarrassed Sam I felt really embarrassed this was like yeah. 15 years ago but I felt really embarrassed and it's I think it's really sad that stuff like that people still feel like that you know um and so just like absolute dogs we want to spread that um that hope I guess is is what I'd say there and a lot of the trainers have been there as well you know I've been there that's why that's how I got into it um and I know a lot of our other trainers I think pretty much all of them really <laughs> we've all been there you know and then we've all come across absolute dogs and and it's changed our lives and that's why we've got such a passion for what we do here because we genuinely just want to help people achieve that themselves and i think that um it's there shouldn't be any judgment on that and if it's always a taboo to say like oh, i've got a badly behaved dog like it's not it's you know it's really normal dog behavior um and we just need to help them and direct them a little bit you know, it's just a little, a little bit of tweaking. And that's the wonderful thing about concept training, right? Because like we could hit a few concepts and it's hitting multiple areas within their struggle life. Explain that for people that are listening because they're like, you might want to talk about proximity, but I don't understand what that's got to do with dog training. Like, what does that have to do with <laughs> So I, I always think of it and I explain it to my students as um, like life skills, you know? So um, do they have some just basic understanding of how to navigate life? All right. So, for example, disengagement would be just the simple uh, understanding that there's value in bringing your brain away from something. Uh, and the analogy I always give here is, uh, you know, when you hear a noise in your house, you've got to go and look, right? Even though it's potentially dangerous situation, you can't help yourself. Yeah. Um, and so I always say that how hard it is for us to disengage our brain. We wouldn't be able to just ignore it. We wouldn't be able to just let it go. The anticipation of that is worse than the event itself. I've got and very quickly, very quickly yeah. I'm struggling with disengagement right now. I'm thinking about the chocolate in the barn. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Have you given out your leaflets yet? <laughs> I owe four. I owe four. Oh, oh, they're stacking up. They're and stacking up hard. You're going to be out in the streets giving them out. <laughs> carry on anyway your example is way better but i'm telling you (laughs) there's lots of things i bet we could all relate to different areas of that though where we can't like bring our brain away from something but our dogs are the same it's almost like a compulsion so we're trying to help them grow that skill for the situation so that if they're ever in that situation where that event's maybe much larger they're better able to cope and just get through life and disengagement for me it hits so many different areas so um it's like separation struggles. It's disengagement from dogs, from cats, from chasing things, um, from guests, from the food on the counter. You know, it hits so many different areas, right? 
Um, so just working on that one concept and growing that skill with the fun of games then helps us hit and target all of these areas in a one which sometimes can feel overwhelming if we look at like all of them in a one you know, um, where we've got maybe five struggles on the go. But actually, it may be just it's just three concepts that we need to hit. So it's really cool. And that's really nice to see people that come to us that are really new with our way of training with Absolute Dogs and with Devon Dogs and games-based concept training. Um, it's really lovely to see them realize that actually it's it's probably the most efficient way I've ever found, you know, like in terms of training. Yes. It's so cool. We're so busy. You know, I don't have time to do hours and hours and hours of training. I just don't. I've got a very busy life. I've got work. People have got kids. It's a really nice way of describing it. It's very efficient. It's very smart. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. It's very smart. So how about thinking smart here? I've got mm. multiple dogs, Sam. I have multiple <laughs> dogs. And if I've got multiple dogs, can I train yeah. multiple dogs? And, and, and actually, if we think about it, as a pro dog trainer, and this is pro dog trainers that are listening as well, because there'll be pro dog trainers listening. Um, can people bring multiple dogs to a training session? And is that a good deal or is that a bad deal? Because I always know I want to bring multiple dogs. I don't want to just come with one. I want to come with three or four. Like I want to bring multiple dogs. We we want you to, you know, because that's that's the reality of your life, isn't it? You know, so yeah. we want you to bring what you've got. Same as same as families are welcome. Yeah, so I've had um, I've had a family with three very large dogs and a baby, brand new baby that was like breastfeeding. You know, uh, yeah. I know really cute, really cute baby as well. Um, I've had I had a whole family recently that took out two of our cottages in Awana, um, and so she brought her boys with her and her and her husband and their two dogs, um, and that was that was a really cool dynamic to play around with. And sometimes the, the kids come along and they get involved, which we're absolutely fine with, and we're more than happy to help them because they're a part of their dog's lives you know they're a part of this dynamic um and we need to look at how we can help you function in that dynamic you know and it's incorporated because as a pro dog trainer and i think this is just a quick tip for pro dog trainers as a pro dog trainer i think you should always include multi-dog households and should always include families just like you said it's a family dynamic we're considering but also, if you consider multi-dogs, for example, I'm a trainer, I take my dogs to train in Germany sometimes or other places. If they said I could only bring one, it would limit their possibility of getting me over there because yeah. I'm way less likely to go if I can only take one because I feel like I've got five that need training. So actually, yeah. if I take one, I feel like I'm not getting good bang for my buck. I feel yeah. like yeah. Value for money. I feel like actually I should be able to bring all five of them. It doesn't mean they can all five train at once necessarily, but all five of them will get a turn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. I think that's really important from a, a value point of view, that if you're a pro dog trainer, training multi-dogs is, is good value for the client. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we really like to mix it up as well. So we'll do a mix of where they come out individually and then and in sort of like a controlled way, we'll help them realise how they can work both, you know, and how that looks as well. Like maybe in the cottage, for example, in the house, how do you work one dog whilst the other dog's there? without them getting you know in each other's way and there's food involved and it can sometimes be a bit manic and people don't know how to come up come at that so that's really cool that's like it's it's uh it changes the way that we have to change train a little bit but it's it's fun it's really really cool i've got a fun question for you yeah let's go for it this place you've ever trained the biggest weirdest (laughs) weirdest oh um Waitrose car park was a bit weird. <laughs> and yeah, Waitrose car park's a weird one. I'm going to give you one of mine and then you might have another one, but you might not. One of my weirdest, and this really was a weirdest, I trained under the A-frame once when it was torrential rain. 
and I was a new trainer in a field, went under the A-frame and we came up with a lesson plan under there whilst it was hailing and hammering it down. We did not have anywhere else to hide. That was one weird place. The second weird place we hid in trees. That was mm-hmm. um, And the third weird place we hid in a container. I've trained in some weird places, but I've probably been a dog trainer quite a long time. So I'm just putting it out there. I was just telling you. The, I, the, we had the container here for a little while, so that one was a little bit odd. Um, I also I remember actually uh, one of our lovely students, well, two of them actually are technically there together, Sue and Sarah. Um, they they had they came down for their first holiday, so they've had like uh, classes with us and one to ones with us. They live locally um, for a long, long time, and then they decided to have a holiday with us, even though they're within driving distance, which I love. I think it was really fantastic. So it was really cool and they really loved it as well like they had such a cool time yeah. um but it was really hot really 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 hot on one of the days and so we parked our car strategically and we draped one of the car covers across so we created our own little shelter <laughs> it was it was really cool we were like solution seekers <laughs> we had picnics as well so here's to the solution seekers mm-hmm. love it and um, and how about um i suppose People that are worried about the methods of training that absolute dogs or pro dog trainers might use, what sort of methods do we use on the whole? Um, positive, positive reinforcement, really. But uh, I think a step further than that, you know, so we're really honing in on um, having fun with our dogs to create that learning. All right. Uh, and I always think of kids when I think of this as well. Like, So my wife um, does, uh, she, she used to be in childcare. And she always said there was whenever I was talking to her about dog training, I really talk her ear up about it all the time. Um, she was saying that actually it's really closely linked. She can see like a lot of crossovers with how we teach children to learn through play and through fun. That's how we're teaching our dogs. Um, and that always sat with me. I always remember that, you know, um, and I remember um, I remember we had a guy. Funny enough, actually, he was ex-military and we ended up connecting over that a little bit. And he said to me, um, I thought it was going to be all airy fairy. Uh, and, and actually you're you seem pretty normal and I was like oh thank you <laughs> and he's gone away and really got into the training now which is really nice I love it no I really love it I suppose um I mean God, not not dissimilar really to Debbie who was here from abroad just very very recently oh um, lovely Debbie wasn't she super um where was Debbie from again Florida Florida how crazy is that like right. so far insane um so debbie as a pro dog trainer and as a an academy student as a sex in the squirrel follower um decided to go on her pilgrimage to to devon and uh come to the home and the heart of um of what we do and uh she was pretty incredible wasn't she she um, was amazing but thinking about her i mean she came without her dog right like as yeah. a how do you deal with that if you've got someone who's here without a dog like is there enough to do we've got dogs to borrow so if you haven't got a dog um you can you know talk to our office we'll work something out so you know solution seekers that's what we are here and we will figure something out for you and we'll give you a bespoke package basically so she did a bit of everything she did some film days with you guys um she did some shadow of a trainer Tom, Tom and I loved having her because she literally was a laugh she was a blast she came on poodle day with Tom's poodles she was on Sighthound Day, even though she mm-hmm. was Sighthound <laughs> days, and she had a laugh on the Tricks days. She really was incredible. She was incredible. She was amazing, and I think she went on some of our life skills classes as well. So, like our you know weekly classes, um, right. she shadowed Michelle as a trainer as well. Yeah, yeah she it was really cool. She shadowed quite a bit, didn't she? She watched quite a lot, and 
And I think there is a lot to take from shadowing. What do you learn when you shadow? Um, I do you know I shadowed recently on one of um, our agility holidays. Uh, I shadowed, shadowed Michelle teaching it. And it was, um, so I don't work a dog in it. You know, this is literally for me to learn about how to teach it, you know. And it's just picking up different styles because we've all got different styles in how we teach. Um, and different, like little different ways that another trainer might look at something, you know, yeah. um, maybe that I haven't thought about. And it's just um, a different perspective, I guess, you know, uh, and I love it. Like I love, I think I sh- I've shadowed you on a film day at some point as well. I'm sure, no, was it a film day? It was like an agility film day, I'm pretty sure. And you're um, welcome to shadow at any point, Sam. I, I think that shadowing, it's great to grow. It's great to learn. It's great to see stylistic features. It's great to observe students. It's great to take the pressure off. Mm-hmm. you get all of the learning without having the pressure of a dog around it's fantastic um to keep you motivated and to keep yeah. you inspired I think it really does keep you inspired so I I think if I was to give any pro dog trainers any advice I think shadowing people is really really useful and yeah. an opportunity to shadow in person I think is even better so when you get that opportunity obviously who you shadow and what you shadow counts but I think on the whole, shadowing is really powerful stuff. Yeah, I think, um, and I don't think I'll ever stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if I if I had 20 years experience, I think I'd still be wanting to shadow because there's always something new to learn. And I think that um, I just think there's a lot to take away there and you should never really try and stop progressing. You know, that I think that's, that's, that's one of the reasons I love being at Devon Dogs, actually. You know, like it, there's always this really like... Um, infused like like ethos about learning and you know you, you kind of write it's really uh encouraged um and you don't always get that in some places you know so it's, it's really nice and i think that you know we offer our shadow a trainer program so the, the pro dog trainers out there that um are maybe thinking about doing um what we do at devon dogs and teaching and helping people with their struggles with their dogs they can always come you know and they can always shadow us teaching um and we've also got some really cool stuff coming up with like um like special events where we're we're literally guiding them through teaching you know and they're getting an, a, a chance to kind of experience that um firsthand so not just shadowing but actually teaching under our guidance um, and i think that's something that there's probably not many places that are able to offer that you know um and i think it's a really special thing where absolute dogs has created this huge community out and about you know out in the whole world and devon dogs is like the the center hub of it all you know where we kind of bring it all together and and help everybody continue that way of teaching and that way of learning it's like it's just this really lovely community about it you know that community feel about it whether you're a pro dog trainer or you're brand new to it or um you want to learn how to teach or you're coming for your own dog struggle like everybody's there for you everybody's kind of nice <laughs> i don't know any way any other way of putting it but it's just a really lovely feel about the place yeah supportive supportive network of people who want to because for some people it can be very daunting you've, you've done something and you've learned something but actually to really do it and go and practice mm. something else so what an opportunity to be able to come out and practice and teach someone under the support and guidance of a mentor effectively yeah. effectively that's what we do so I suppose my last question for you yeah. is, um because there are so many we could ask but you know, <laughs> my last question for you is what are you always hoping to achieve when you work with someone as a pro dog trainer? Like what are your, your hopes and your aspirations when you're working with someone? Because I know you're really passionate. You're great at goal setting. And I know you really care. And I think that makes a massive difference, Sam. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, 
there's a few there's a few kind of ticks that I want to try and achieve in my head all right and the first one is I want uh, I want them to go away with hope you know so that's like really important to me I want them to go away and feel inspired and empowered that's to good. yeah uplifted that's a great word for it really great word for it um I want them to go away and feel like they can do this you know they they, they can succeed at this um even if they felt previously that they couldn't Yes. Um, and I also want them to go away knowing how they're going to apply it. So we we give them a plan at the end. All right. So we give them um, like concepts and games with those concepts to move forward with that they would concentrate on for a little while. And then we have a post-training call later down the line as a, like an extra little bit of support to talk through how they're, how it's going now that they're home. So for me, I want them to go away knowing um, exactly kind of what direction they're going in. Uh, with this plan and how they're going to implement it so we really talk through that um that's kind of my that's my two main ticks I want them to go away clear I guess clear on what how they're going to make these changes um and be really uplifted about it and excited so nice so clear clarity and enthused so they leave with a renewed sense of they're ready to take it on yeah, and I also want them. I'm going to add a third. I want them to. I want them to. <laughs> just I'm going with it. Um, I want them to know that we're still here for them as well. So you know, we're if they if they implement this, sometimes you know they maybe come across some pitfalls when they try and put it into real life. I want them to know that we're still here, you know, and that we want them back. And just because they've been once doesn't mean they can't come again. Um, and that we're still here for support, you know um and that we're we're their like support network basically that's that would be my third yeah no I mean to feel supported and to feel someone's got your back and to feel someone's able to help take care of your journey I think is a huge relief off a lot of people's shoulders and I know with Poppy I searched it and I searched it and I searched it and I searched it a bit more and I still couldn't find it and I know the comfort that that would have given me Mm -hmm. uh, to feel like I had a team and um, when you're feeling a bit alone and you're feeling a little bit anxious about where it's going, I think what a gift to give someone the fact that they've got backup, they've got support, they've got someone who says they care and mm-hmm. who says that they can help you through this. And really, we know they can. So for me, that's that's worth everything. It's worth absolutely everything. It's, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think... Um both absolute dogs and Devon dogs, I think, um, capture the community support side of that really, really well, you know, uh, in a way that, you know, we've got the, we've got like a, a special student hub Facebook group for Devon dogs as well. Um, and then a lot of our students are in training academy. So they've got both support units. Um, I, I, and I think that's special, really special. Yeah. Really well supported. And I think, um, I think Sam, to chat to you on this and you being a pro dog trainer and you having this amazing journey mm-hmm. for one incredible I think people listening are going to be inspired uplifted they're going to feel your sense of energy and they're going to feel your journey because I think your journey is a really really special one and and keep telling it because it I think inspires other people to be hopeful that their dream may also come true one day and the opportunity that they were hoping for might just be theirs and somehow it might just all magically work which actually really all fell into place right yeah I'm a, I'm a pretty big believer of like the universe universe opens doors for us and it's it's our then our choice whether we go through them um and there's always an element of risk you know but I think sometimes it's worth it 
in fact, you know, this was definitely work. And there was no question about this one. <laughs> Absolutely worth it. Like, I honestly could not be more grateful and more proud to have you on our team. I'm really um, beaming. I'm still trying to work you into a workout session. One day you're going to do it. <laughs> one comes in every morning when um when I'm still uh doing some sort of fitness training or something that keeps me allowed to do agility at a decent level I feel um and so uh, I'm always trying to uh yeah get Sam one day she's going to surprise me and just turn up in a fitness gear and join in but uh it's, it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and then and then you'll see how unfit I am you think I'm really fixed with the military I'm really not I'm not you're gonna show me up I can tell you now <laughs> Uh, that, I'll, I'll definitely beat you at a race that's that's all I'll say you wait you wait tomorrow night we are on, we are on. so thank you Sam uh it's been incredible I know that so many listeners are going to be inspired and um, excited and I think enthused about what they could do um to to change and to I suppose to change the trajectory uh to change it for themselves maybe as a pro dog trainer or mm-hmm. maybe um, for them and their dog and and to to change the direction they're going in or to add something in or to take something out or really just to follow their dreams in the direction they're going um whatever that dream might be mm-hmm. yeah they absolutely. Thank, you, thank you for joining us it's been absolutely incredible so thank you that was you are so welcome that was this episode of the sex in the squirrel podcast literally we have so much more coming for you make sure you join us next week and join me in thanking sam uh, for being part of this most of all remember hey sexy she's got it she's got we've trained her it's sexy i like it Stop right there, Game Changer. We have something very exciting to tell you about if you struggle with stressful walks right now. So pulling your dog, yanking your arm out of its socket, just basically it's painful, right? Now, it's a struggle that you want to transform. You want to go from pulling on lead like a train to loose leash walking prince or princess, and we've got a solution for you. It is just £27. It's a mini course that literally is going to be your zero to hero of loose leash walking. Day by day, we're going to be showing you the games and skills and strategies that you are going to need to implement to transform your dog's leash behavior in the next two weeks. This is a complete package. You get to keep it for life, yes, for life, and it's just £27 to you. Access it anywhere, keep it for life, no equipment required, and all you've got to do is go to absolutedogs.me forward slash stop pulling, and yes, it is just £27, Game Changers.